The love of God is not based on how good you are. It is based on how good God is. It is not on your own good. It is on the goodness of God. If you didn't do anything to hand the love at the first place, there is nothing you can do that can make you hand the love of God. It is unconditional. Let's see who gets here first. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another edition of 50 Minute Worship Session with Akin Mikaran. It's going to be an amazing time. It's going to be an awesome time. As always, um, I'm just going to open to the book of Song of Solomon while I wait for people to join and connect. And then uh, we've started with the book of Song of Solomon chapter 1. And then um, we've studied chapter 1, we studied chapter 2. And we decided to study the book of Song of Solomon because it's one of those books people hardly talk about. It's almost as if we are the only ones preaching Song of Solomon in the whole world. Like, just kidding. Yeah, but basically, it's one of those places in the scripture, one of those places where people don't really, people hardly talk about. But the truth of the matter is this. When I got my TBT version of the Bible, and I bought it, I'm going to show you guys this. On my page, it says, Divine Romance. Divine Romance. So, um, we preach Song of Solomon because we are advocates of God's love. We believe God loves us so much that He can't stop thinking about us. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 8 that what is man that you're mindful of him. If you want to know what God is thinking by time, He's thinking about you, He's thinking about me. That's everything in the mind of God. That's every single thing in the mind of God. Every single thing. So we're going to go for another 15 minutes right, right now because um, I've, I've taught on chapter 1, I've taught on chapter 2, we just did chapter 3 today and then we'll just soak ourselves in the love of God again. You're here to hear how beautiful you are in the sight of God. The Bible says, the, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation um, for daring the righteousness of God is being revealed. The righteousness of God is being revealed. The righteousness of God is being revealed. Um, so basically, you will see how much God loves you. You see how much He loves you, and He can't stop thinking about you. So get ready for another ride. Get ready for another ride. Okay, everybody, Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon, chapter 3. Song of Solomon, chapter 3. Um, don't worry, I'll make sure we stick to time today. It's going to be very brief. Um, the Bible says, just give me one second, guys. Perfect. Song of Solomon, chapter 3, from verse 1. The Bible says, By night on my bed, I sought him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. Verse 2. I will rise and go about the city in the street, and in the broad ways, I will seek him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. By the way, uh, I've talked about this before. The, in the book of Song of Solomon, we have we, the church, the bride. We have King Solomon, which speaks about the picture of Jesus. He's the perfect king. The King Solomon, Solomon was mentioned seven times. The king picture was mentioned seven times in the book of Song of Solomon. Seven means perfection, which speaks about the perfect image of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
But here it's we we are talking, the bride, the church, you and I. We're talking here. Uh are there ever was was there ever a time whereby you're so really long for God and then you are you're so like you just like I want to pray today, I want to worship today, I want to worship today, I want to pray today. So um the bride in this picture was at that point. The Bible says, I sought him, but I found him not. The watchmen that go about the city found me. To whom I said, Saw ye him whom my soul loveth. Verse for everybody. By the way, verse 3. Let me stop at verse 3 and let me quickly show you guys something. I was reading TPT version today of verse 3. Song of Summer chapter 3, verse 3. TPT version. Guys, get ready for this. Get ready for this. My verse 3 says, Dear, then I encountered the overseers as they encircled the city. So I asked them, Have you found him? My heart, true love. Stop. I want to show you something, guys. I was reading the commentary of chapter 3, verse 3 of Song of Solomon, TPT version. It says, The city is a picture of the local church, a place with government, orders, and overseer. She goes to church from church to church looking for the one she loves. Stop. Have you ever been there before? One time you're like, like Okay, God, I want to spend time with you. God, I want to see you. The best way to see the Lord is to study the word of God. So once again, if you don't get the commentary, I read just I'll read it again. So I said, the city she was going to is the local church. So this woman was looking for God in the church. She was like, where's my lover? She was, she was going from street to street in the city. And then, by the way, verse 4 says, it was but a little that I passed from them, but I found him whom my soul loves. Where did this woman find the, in quotes, the lover? In the church. I read that from you, for you right now in the book of Song of Solomon, the commentary, this commentary. This commentary. I just showed you that. So let's do that again. I just want to take, do a recap. I realized like three people just here right now. Song of Solomon chapter 3. We studied 1 and 2 already, but this is chapter 3. So it started with the fact that there was once upon a time that the bride was looking for the lover. So she said, um, from verse, verse 1 says, By night, on my bed, I sought him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. So once upon a time, the bride got to a point in our life whereby she was really looking for a lover. In fact, he said, our soul, talks about our soul, looking for the lover. And I've talked about this before, that there is a vacuum in the heart of every man that can only be filled with the love of God. Every man has that vacuum. The moment you don't fill that vacuum in your heart with the love of God, one, you start looking for love in the wrong place. Two, you start looking for something to just fill that gap. That's why people get to have addiction at the end of the day. Because why? They just look for something to satisfy the soul. Not knowing that Jesus is the only bread of life that can satisfy our soul. So the soul of the bride was looking for Jesus, in quote, the lover. So the Bible says, but I found him not. Verse 2 now says, I will rise now and go into the city and in the broadways. I will seek him who my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. Now, by the way, this is the whole testament. It's the book of Son of Solomon. But in the there's a covenant God made with us. He said, whoever seek me shall find me if you search me with the whole of your heart. Have you heard that before in your Bible? Because if I didn't testament, the Bible says, draw near to God, he will draw near to you. God is, in fact, by the way, it is because the book of Solomon is divine romance, right? Have you ever been there before whereby 
um there's a need for you to I, I know this happens a lot to guys maybe ladies don't really know what guys go through at time to get a lady but bible says in the book of proverbs that he that winneth a soul is wise to win a lady it takes a lot of intelligence at times you employ spiritual spiritual intelligence <laughs> that's what it is so basically it's a form of romance when you begin to look for somebody and really was i mean you know the person is around but you're looking for where the person is it's not because the person slides you know jesus will never slide you so in this case by the way she was going from city to city and i read from the tpt version song of Solomon chapter 3 verse 3 you read the commentary the bible says in the commentary he says the city that the one was going to for one to, he said it represents the church. That anytime you realize you need God much more than you've ever needed Him, the church is a place of comfort. The church is a place of rest. The church is not just a place you go religious. Sir, make sure you go to church. In fact, Bible says even especially in this COVID period, make sure you still stay connected to your church. Do not forsake the fellowship of the brethren. But this is the point I want to say. And also for the church, the church is a place. In fact, the pulpit is a place where we feed God's people. Not why we beat God's people. That's, that's what the scripture says. That's why the way. So the Bible says the city is the speaks about the picture of the church. Now I want to go to verse 4 because you really found a lover in verse 4. So everybody read Song of Solomon chapter 3, verse 4. What does it say? It says, It was but a little that I passed from them, but I found him whom my soul loved. So she found a lover in the city. Where did she find this, the lover? In the city. The city speaks about the picture of the church. If you want to rest for your soul, you want peace, you want, want comfort, honestly speaking, the best way to get it is the church. Let me tell you this. Write this down. If you can't find hope in the church, there's no hope anywhere in the world. I hope you know that the, uh, there's this thing trend right now about the solution to coronavirus. And then there's this woman. She's a pastor, by the way. She's a female pastor. And then in I think in America... She has discovered the cure and she, she's been saying it and they, they, are not, they are not hearing her voice. But so many people have been trying to rise up and push that content that she has found it. At the end of the day, it came from a believer. Maybe let's find a bit. It came from Africa. But basically, this is what I'm trying to say basically. If there's no hope in church, if you can't find love in church, if you can't find peace in church, you can't find it anywhere in the world. That is why God is really, really interested in making sure that every shepherd, shepherd his people right. God wants to make sure that we are feeding the flock of God and now we, are, we are not beating them. We are showing them the real picture of God. That God is their righteousness and we are not pointing them to their weakness. If they have it all figured out, they won't need to come to church. If you, are, if you have your life perfected already, you don't need God. Do you understand? The fact that we don't have it all figured out is the proof that we need God. So you realize, oh my God, I don't have it all figured out. Yeah, you're not alone. Every one of us, nobody has ever figured out it. And God loves us the way we are. He sees us blameless. He sees us spotless. So, by the way, she found a lover where? In the church. And then the Bible says, I held him. I think Song of Solomon says, I hugged him. Um, TPT version. I, I read the version today. It says, I hugged him. Let me see. Let me see. Song of Solomon chapter 3, verse 4. Hmm. Okay. Let me read um, TPT version. It says, Just as I moved past them, I encountered him. I found the one I adore. I caught him and fastened myself to him, refusing to be feeble in my heart again. Most of the time when you realize you found God again, you found Jesus again, and then he's, he's beginning to satisfy your soul again, you don't want to lose him anymore. Actually, technically speaking, he doesn't want to lose you anymore. Remember the story in Luke chapter 15, the story of the parable of the sheep, you remember, right? And the Bible talks about the fact that a good shepherd, he leaves the 99, and then the shepherd, 
went to look for the one that was lost and then he carried the shepherd on his shoulder. Who carried who? It was the shepherd that carried the sheep. Mercy says, no, I'm never going to let you go anymore. Anytime you find God again, even most of the times when we get silly, we stop doing the things we do for God. When he finds us, he doesn't leave us anymore. He holds on to us because he will never leave nor forsake. That's a new covenant. God has come to stay in your life even when you are silly. His love is greater than your silliness. Do you understand? And it is that goodness that can lead to repentance. Can you ever picture the fact that one, maybe at one time or the other you say you don't want to serve God, you don't want to do this for God, and you still see God still saying, I still love you. At times, those, that love just makes you, you know what God, I surrender. I remember be trying to be getting annoyed with somebody, you are so bitter with that person, and the person is still showing you love. There is a way your, your mind will be conflicting to that. I mean, he still loves, why am I even angry? Why am I angry? Guys, relationship 102, exact. No matter what your partner do, make sure you love him or Tell him how you love him. Should I tell you something? If your partner offends you, check whether you can still type I love you to the person and send it. You really know. <laughs> but if you can, honestly speaking, you realize you won't be angry anymore. You won't be angry anymore. I'm just trying to say, yes, love is greater than every bitterness of heart, every negative emotion you may have. Love is the antidote. Love is the antidote. There's nothing. And he did this to me. It's a lie. It's a lie. Have you ever had anybody in your neighborhood that they always called their mother or their grandpa? They used to call them or their grandma. They would call them a witch. It's a lie. You show grandma so much kindness and love. Grandma will love you naturally. You now realize, ah, why are they always painting this grandma? Back in Nigeria, I had one woman like that. I stayed in her house and then they always say, this grandma is the same. They always complain about that because of the truth. This grandma is always raining courses, saying vulgar language. But I was the only one different in that house because the grandma doesn't, she doesn't say anything bad about me. I spent time with grandma. Even when, I, even when she's, you know, grandma, she says story, 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 story. I'll just sit down with praying, God, end this conversation. <laughs> and the grandma will not stop. Because the grandma is too for something to just talk to. At times, you know, loneliness can make people just get frustrated at times. So it's not because grandma is a witch. Grandma is not a witch. Do you understand? Even if she's a witch, somebody who's greater than a witch is here. You understand? The greater is he that is in me. That, you understand? But we spend time with grandma. Grandma loves us naturally. I think grandma comes. Nika come and take say, grandma is okay. I don't want it. But you understand? Don't. Love is the most powerful weapon on heart. Are you ready for this? Okay, don't let me say this. You may not get this. Are you going to get it? Even if you want to hurt somebody, use love. This is what I mean. If somebody hurts you so much, love the person so much. The person will be feeling bad. Why is she still loving me? How come he still loves me? He's not using it against me. That, that's even pain. That's weapon. You don't have to start telling people, don't talk to me again. No, bro. See, so I believe I for crying out loud. Let me wrap up. Love is the greatest weapon we have. Love is the greatest weapon we have. So, by the way, verse 5 says, um, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the rose and the end of the field, that he stand up, nor wake up my love, till he please. The rest, by the way, let me just read it for reading sake. I never have wrap up. Verse 6 says, Who is it? Who is this that cometh out of the wilderness like pillar of smoke, perfumed with myrrh and frankincense, with all powder of the merchant? Verse 7. Behold his bed, which is Solomon's, three score valiant men are about it of the valiant of Israel. Verse 8, everybody. They all hold swords, being expert in war. Every man had his sword upon his thigh because of the fear in the night. Verse 9, I talked about this the other time. Verse 9 says, King Solomon made himself a chariot of the wood of Lebanon. King Solomon was mentioned seven times in the book of Song of Solomon. Which speaks about the picture of the perfect. Seven is perfection. 
perfect image of our Lord Jesus Christ. The whole conception, because if you read it with your natural mind, you can't understand something Solomon. But the moment you start picturing King Solomon's words as Jesus' words to you, like Bible says in Psalms chapter 2, verse 14, he says, oh, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. Just imagine God for a second telling you, Bianca, I want to see your face. I want to hear your voice. Once upon a time in the Old Testament, they can't see me face to face because I, I, I didn't allow them to see me. But Jesus came to make you understand that I want to see you now. I want to see you every time of your life. I don't just want to see you only when you need something. I think you're the only one chasing after me. I'm chasing after you as well. God chases after us. He wants to spend time with us. John chapter 4 verse 23. God says the hour comes and now is the time. So now is the time that the Father seeks to worship us. It's in your Bible. The Father seeks. Do you know what it means to seek? And he sought. He has found me. He has found you. We that we will come to the of God. Not because we have any request. No. It's because we want to just fellowship. We just want to spend time with Jesus. It's a good place to wrap it up. So anytime you study because of Solomon, picture Jesus talking. Anytime you see King Solomon, some of your version will put it on, the, on top. You write King Solomon. And some of your version will put the bride. The bride is you. So see God talking, see you replying God. For example, Song of Solomon chapter 1, I think verse 2 of verse 1 says, Kiss me with the kisses of your lips. You picture Jesus kissing you. Now what do you mean? I can just picture, yes, yes, is that powerful? You'll be amazed. You'll be so amazed at how that imagination, if the Holy Spirit can paint it to you, is a revelation for you. Any imagination that is coming as a result of the word of God is pure. Do you understand? Nobody's calling you, nobody's texting you. Does that mean anything? Let us sit down with Song of Solomon and be saying, Thank you, Jesus. Kiss me with the kisses of your lips. Your love is better than wine. Start getting intoxicated with God's love. People want to come around you. Do you understand? People would naturally want to, they want to spend time with you. They won't be able to understand. This. There's something about you. And they can't explain it in English language. It's the glory of God. We give you all the praise of God. So you guys just have a dose of God's love right now. Don't take it for granted. Love is powerful. Love can transform anybody, any single person. We give you all the praise, Father. Father, we thank you for an amazing time like this. We thank you for everybody who is connected right now. Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, you will help us to remain in your love for us. You will carry us on your shoulder. You will raise us up to more that we can be and let your name be glorified. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' mighty name. And let God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, everybody. I'll see you guys by 3 p.m. I have lots of things to share with you by 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Mix L out. I will catch you guys. I see everybody. Shout out to everybody. And happy birthday to Phone Shop. We love you. We celebrate you. Thank you so much, everybody. Peace out. It's Jesus we're talking about you. It's Jesus we are talking about. We're talking about you. We're talking about you.